Hello, I'm Ramey. And this is Dakota. And this is Leveling Duo, the podcast from two good friends talk about video games that have made them what they are today, and some of the ones we still play. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we're talking about today? I do not. Okay, you brought it up before, and it's Civilization. Okay, Civilization sounds good. Yes. Uh, we're going to be just talking about Civ in general, or any specific one, because the only one I really know is Six. Okay, that is perfectly fine, because I put them all into one. Okay, that'll work. It's one of those type of games that'd be kind of odd to just discuss them individually. Mm-hmm. It ain't like there's a plot. It's just kind of conquer. Yeah. Sid Meier Civilization 1. I watched mm-hmm. a documentary on it from one of my special edition box sets I bought. Yeah. I also watched a bunch of stuff on G4 about it long ago. But my time with Civilization predates G4. Yeah, that's a minute. Yeah. I, my first one was Civilization 2, actually. I found it in a dollar store uh, mm. in Chihuahua, Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. It was said, unknown CD for sale for like $2. Mm. And I, Mama bought it because we didn't know what it was. We thought it was music. Mm. And it turned out to be a game. Luckily, I had a PC that would play it. And it was like 2002? So mm. it was an older game because Sid Meier's 2, or Civilization 2 came out. 91 is when the first Civilization came out. Civilization 2 came out in 96. Okay. So it was already a few years old when I found 2. The game itself is only one year younger than me, Hmm. the first Civilization game. Okay. My second one. I loved it. It was weird because it had like live action video for the advisors on the game, Mm -hmm. which was kind of popular during the 90s, which is why 96, I guess, it had that. We should probably explain this. What do you want to say about Civilization? Well, I mean, the way I've always kind of looked at Civilization is essentially it's just a, it's a game that's about building your civilization through different means basically you can either do it through culture warfare or science once you reach the peak you quote unquote can win the game because your civilization has reached that peak superiority in that aspect but i've just kind of always looked at it as kind of like a fun game that can teach you a little bit about history past world leaders and just kind of have something that's fun methodical and kind of easy to well quote unquote easy to play yeah it's a game where you start off as one of the world's great civilizations and you pick one of its leaders and they have in each civilization each leader have its own little perks you know Mm -hmm. like some help you build settlers faster or workers or certain military units and then you start off with one city and build your whole civilization you could choose difficulties from like settler to what is it god king or emperor i can't remember what Mm -hmm. they go by i think it's god king yeah then you have barbarians that will threaten your city and Mm -hmm. Of course, you build more cities after that. You can conquer the globe. One of my favorite things to do was actually go to the settings and set it to where Earth is the civilization's planet. So you always kind of know where you're at. Now, is it possible to win the game by only having the starting capital city? There's ways to do it, depending on if you want to go into the advanced settings for game buildup. Mm-hmm. But I never do that. I always like conquest or time, which just means my civilization has the most points at the end from all the wonders I've built in my cities or military feats, all that stuff. I've never tried to do like a conquest ending. I love conquest. I have a strategy for it. When I was younger, I didn't do very well. It was hard for me, even on the easier difficulties, because I was like 12, maybe younger. And uh, I would just do my best to get my tech up. But now I know the way I do the game is I start off just going science. I build enough warriors to protect my cities, build a few settlers to build more cities, and go tech. I choose the one that is fastest to complete. It's a turn-based strategy game, I should say. Mm-hmm. So Most definitely. Yeah. That's a big thing I probably should have mentioned earlier, but you would tell you how many turns it would take to finish a certain tech tree, or tech 
route, and I would get the one that's done fastest. So I would have more tech than anybody. Even if it was useless, unrelated stuff, they all eventually lead to the same ending. Mm-hmm. So I would just get as much tech as possible. I would have massive cities while people were flying around or popping about in sailboats. Mm-hmm. I'd have jets and nukes and stuff. That's definitely one route you can go. I did. And I just had to have just a good enough military to defend my borders and not try to attack anybody. Then I could take modern armor and just roll over everyone. <laughs> but the second one I played for many, many years. And when three, I found three eventually and took up with it. I never had a favorite leader. I do have to say Bismarck was pretty good in four. Mm-hmm. And I never stuck with three. I'd always go back to number two and play it with America, Roosevelt, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite leader out of any Civilization game? Not particularly, though. I've always been kind of a little bit more lean towards uh, kind of like Middle Eastern or Far Eastern yeah. leaders just because like I like the culture. Uh, perfectly reasonable. And I should say the cities usually, in the I think the second game it was, you could choose how your cities were designed and mm-hmm. your capital and all that. Because even if you choose the American president, you could have it done in the style of Roman or uh, Egyptian, or perhaps Chinese mm-hmm. architecture for your cities. It was, it was a fun addition. I don't think I've seen that in other ones. Now that I think about it, all the cities kind of look the same in the newer ones. There's only like slight aesthetic differences. Just mm-hmm. depending on like what civilization you've chosen, but they all generally do kind of look the same. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed having uh, a choice in how my cities were built because early uh, later on they did all look the same because they still do cities today, big skyscrapers, and they all have the same look, gray and neon lights here and there. You go to smaller towns and you can tell the difference in where you're at. <laughs> hmm. I was a violent civilization player, but then when <laughs> four came out, I really liked it because it was. A little bit simpler to run. The visuals were a lot better, of course. And mm. my sister liked to play it. So we would hop in there and play. She, she always insisted we play as like Catherine, Russian, mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth, of course. So Beth played it quite a lot. And it also, when you've done like a new tech tree, it would read out a famous quote about that tech. And the narrator for that game was Leonard Nimoy. Mm. So it just sounded real nice having him tell you about the technology you're unlocking. The newer ones, like the newest ones, five and six. Mm -hmm. Five I really liked as well because it had hexes instead of squares since it's a turn-based game. Mm -hmm. And they started hex idea. So you have six-sided. If I could play five more, I would. You can play a lot of these now. The newer two, at least six, I know. You can play on almost every console, not just PC. Because all these games are PC games for the longest time. They tried putting four on Xbox, and it was not very good. There's a famous saying. It's when you finish the game, you win the game. It says, game's over. Or even if you lose, really. It says, game over. Would Mm -hmm. you like to go to the home screen and start a new game? Or it says... Just one more turn. That is what I always clicked on because I wasn't done conquering. That's where that, if you've ever heard that phrase, just one more turn, that's where it came from. Civilization. Because it's once you get started, it's hard to stop. You just keep building. It's just so simple. Build, build, just one more turn and I'll be done. And then the sun's coming up outside. Hmm. Have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, not with Civilization specifically, but I have with other games. I can imagine. I can't remember the first game I stayed up all night playing that wasn't Civilization. Uh it had to have been a Halo game. I'm almost sure of it. Probably when Halo 3 came out. No, Halo 2. It was Halo 2's release, and I stayed up all night playing it mm. and didn't realize I'd done it. But Civilization was easy. You just sit there on the bed if your laptop, that's where I sat, and I'm like, okay, just one more turn. Press the space bar, <laughs> next turn, and I just do that over and over and didn't realize how late it was getting. Mm-hmm. It's a good, relaxing game. Especially if you want to get into the settings and cut off barbarians, you could just build and build and 
be friends. You could play as a friendly nation. It just be friends with everybody and make them your vassals in the newer games. The older ones you had to conquer them pretty much, but the newer ones you can you can make them your vassals and probably I've never actually done it because I don't like not being able to tell people what to build. So I just conquer their cities. I have a friend, Ethan. He's a history mm-hmm. buff, kind of like I was for the longest time in school. And he played it and played it. I just let him borrow my special edition one time, and he still got it. He still plays it. He tells me he goes home and goes down to the basement and plays that game now. A, a, a game that came out in 2005. He's playing a game from 2005 every day after work. Mm. When was the first time you played it? I would say probably the first time I played it was uh, one day when I came over to hang out uh, with you at your old house. Uh, the one that's uh, down in the holler. Yeah, the old falling apart thing. Yeah, because uh, I think you were just playing it one day on your TV, and I was just like, because I mean, like I'd seen other people play, but I'd never like actually sat down and tried to play myself. And I asked you, and you were just like, "Yeah, man, go for it." And I was like, "Cool." Yeah, uh, we could... and had no clue what I was doing. No, all you have to do. I mean, you get a settler. You kind of get the. It has a big flashing button that says "Build a city," and once you do that, they're just gonna let you go. You don't have a clue what you're doing after you built your first city. You were pretty good at it. Strategy games is the kind of thing you're good at, I believe. Well, I mean, I just tried to break it down. And I mean, like, I know a little bit about economics and infrastructure. I mean, I'm no expert, but I was like, the game kind of explains and prompts a lot of stuff anyway. And after a certain point, you just kind of use logic. You know, like, if you've got a certain number of people, you need to keep a certain amount of resources available to keep those people happy. And then if you encounter, like, not enough resources, then that's when you need to expand. Yes. You know, I mean, like, that's just kind of, like, to me, kind of basic, but I don't know. Like, but the game is fun, but like you say, it is a strategy game. So if you don't strategize to some extent... Uh, You're doomed to fail. Well, let's just say Gandhi. Oh, usually. my <laughs> uh, We should explain. Gandhi yeah. in, I think it was the fourth game. I'm pretty sure it was the fourth game. His pacifism was so extreme because of the way the game's system worked that there was a small flaw, as in when you weren't as pacifist as him, eventually he became so pacifist that it would kick over and make him declare war on you. And then I can't remember the times that I've been nuked, surprise attacked by Gandhi. Gandhi would just nuke me to the ground and I'd have to send out the armies and take care of it. Every time I seen him show up on a game that I was playing, I said, oh, well, the AI is going to have a fit here, and we're going to eventually Gandhi's going to have to go. He's mm-hmm. so useful to have around. He's friendly. He'll help you. And then just one day, he's like, "Oh no, these people are just not as nice as me. I must get rid of them." And the first time I let Ethan play the game, he waged war on everyone. Everyone. He just—it was like Germany during World War II. He just got surrounded and crushed by numbers. He was a little violent about it. <laughs> mm. I can't believe Bethy liked it. That's what I'm thinking back on my sister. She's not really a strategy game person. She likes Sims, but Sims is a whole other level of, I guess you could say, nerdiness, really. You could be an average person and enjoy Sims because it's basically just living life. It takes a special kind of conceited to want to play as a, a world leader. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, like, it just depends, I think, on your perspective with that. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, if you're like one of those, like, pompous, conceited, controlling, power hungry types, then yeah. You know, there might be a certain appeal that Civ gives you that other games may not. But, I mean, I don't think you have to be some sort of, like, cynical, you know, wannabe, take over the world to enjoy the game, per se. I mean, I know my gameplay method isn't 
for everybody. A lot of people would like the friendly route. I just hardly ever. I think I've only done it once or twice. Um, I'm real friendly. I will pick one. Usually it's the underdog. Whoever's doing the worst mm. on the planet is the one I'll pick to like, yeah, you can survive and be my friend. I will help you. God forbid someone try to harm you. <laughs> you are my little pet now. Pet. <laughs> These are people. Yeah, well, they're AI. Fictional, but still. Yeah, but that's how I treated them. I've treated them really well. Somebody would pick on them. I'd have to send out the horde. The newer ones, you got spycraft. You got, like, instead of just civ points, like how they rank your civilization, you have those, but you also have faith points from your religion because you can spread religion. Mm-hmm. And in the newer ones also... When two priests, you just used to be, you just make a, a monastery, they'd make a priest or whatever religion you chose, and it would go out and spread that to a nearby community or city, even if it wasn't yours, and that would help your two civilizations get closer because, well, you share a religion. In the newer ones, the priests, they can counter priest to your priest mm. with one of their own of another religion, and they fight each other. Like physically miracle at each other. This is like their their staff start glowing. It's <laughs> hmm. you're playing a strategy game about modern warfare pretty much at this point. And then you get two priests out here shooting lightning at folks. Well, it ain't really lightning, but it's holy light. It's just kind of funny. There, it's a priest battle, and I don't mean like a fantasy priest battle. There's a lot of fun things. You got like I said, spycraft. Now you could send out spies and collect information on other cities and other countries. You also have um, what is the word? scenarios you could load up and play like the american revolution mm-hmm. or other great battles rome a lot of the italian ones are very popular i don't really like those i like to just have the, my own place built up you know mm-hmm. but i have dabbled in them especially the roman ones i always liked rome but i hardly ever play as them because their stats aren't things i'm interested in india is a really good one in the newer games it will let you um have extra for each builder you have, they have an extra use. So you can build, instead of building, I think, two things, you can build three things with them before they expire. Mm. This is very boring when I talk about it like this, but to me, it's a big deal. <laughs> I don't think it's boring, man. Like, you're just... Exp- I mean, like, but yeah, just, you know, disclaimer. You know, Civ is not exactly the most exciting game. It's one of the few non-narrative games I enjoy. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, you know, you can you kind of create your own narrative, like... Like, I've, like, watched a few streamers uh, that have played it. And, I mean, like, create your own narrative. Have mm-hmm. some fun with it. I mean, like, that's what I've done. You know, like, make up a little story in your head and just kind of roll with it. Yeah. And there's other games out there like it, like Age of Empires. Mm-hmm. It's not strategy. It's not turn-based. It's live. So you best have those armies on point because it isn't going to be a turn for you to decide to send yours in. Yeah, you have to. They will walk there, and it will take time. My favorite game that isn't like this and it does have a story unlike civilization is sins of a solar empire got three massive civilizations and there is a story behind each one of them and why they're fighting each other Uh, one is alien one is a human cyborg community that the other humans kicked out and the other one's just a human Mm. Uh, i might talk about that one day because the story on it's real good i think i've talked about it a lot before and then there's uh the newer one stellaris it ain't really new but it's newer compared to the rest which is huge. It's a, I guess, it's a galaxy. You've got a whole galaxy to run. And there's other civilizations all over it. And there's no turn-based combat. So you have to make sure your ships are nearby. It takes you a month in-game to like travel from one side of the galaxy to the other or more. But civilization's a little bit easier. You're just You can airdrop people in on civilization, which is nice. 
Really? Yeah, you can mm. have um, at least on uh, four. You could have your. I think it was four. Maybe it was two. I'm pretty sure on all of them. You could airdrop people in. You get paratroopers, and mm. you have the right planes in your place, and you just drop them down. Interesting. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Like, I mean, like I've played Civ, but like I said, like it's been mainly six, and I was usually always someone that kind of like went with culture. Oh, well, that explains why you ain't familiar with airdrops. Uh, shock yeah. troopers. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to build a bunch of natural wonders and be kind of like cool and chill. Like, y'all want to war with each other? That's fine. I'm not going to really do anything to anybody. I, but like, if you mess with me and my people, not good time for you. Through all my technological advancement, I do have a lot of resources I don't spend on military things. Mm-hmm. So I put all my manufacturing behind wonders and sometimes hospitals and things because my cities will start to have fumes come out of them. Mm. Wonders after wonder, my sieve points will jump up and I will get extra benefits that I normally wouldn't have from wonders I really don't need, like extra culture. Mm. Yeah, your culture points that help. You can even annex other cities. Like your nearby country cities will start to turn your map color and then eventually become part of yours. If your culture is so much better than ours, they'll just be like, we'll leave this place and be part of you now. It was annoying sometimes because I had that problem where I didn't always focus on that. And if I couldn't build enough wonders in time, they would just absorb me sometimes. So uh, I did have, I'd have my weak sides. But if I built the right wonders, my culture would still be better than everybody else's. Because I had all this manufacturing strength from the tech I'd unlocked and didn't use it for military. I'd put all my manufacturing toward wonder after wonder after wonder or better plants to build things with. I did take up the religion once or twice. I always picked one just so I could say, and I'd send out if somebody nearby was trying to turn on my cities and I knew my cities would favor them more, I started sending out priests to uh, um, turn everybody in the area on my continent into a uh, religion like my own. It's very rough. I mean, it's a lot of bad things that happen in real life just playing a game. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem that bad playing a game, but when you say it and how it works in real life, it is much worse. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. I'm not necessarily talking about genocide either. I didn't go yeah, off and, yeah, yeah. I didn't go off and kill these nations, I would absorb them. I was an empire, which isn't great itself. Colonizer, like I said, but it's a game. And that's mm-hmm. how the game has worked. I've enjoyed all the time I've spent with the game. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a day that I decided this isn't for me. I still play it. I got it on my Xbox. You can have it on your phone now, by the way. Really? Yeah. So is it just like a mobile version or I is mean, it, or is it like, like they made a, a civilization for mobile? the newest one, six, where it works on uh, more like the first game where it's, a fewer cities, but the same rules, kind of, you know? Mm. It's much better for mobile when you think about it. You just have the tiles around your city that you put the wonders on instead of just building them inside the city. So it's the same big scale, but it's, I can't explain how it works better. You got less area to worry about, so it's easier on mobile. Mm. You should try it. Well, I mean, I've got it for Switch, so that's kind of like my yeah. quote-unquote mobile version, but... I might check it out. Man. Yeah, I got it for Switch too, and on, like I said, on Xbox. I play Stellaris on Xbox more than anything because the way I played it on PC was the same way. And that's the only real, real reason I wanted a PC was for games like that. And then I realized most of the ones I want to play are available on Steam Deck and Xbox. So why would I keep the PC? <laughs> I, I don't have much to say about it. I wanted to talk about it. I love the game, but there is no story, so there's not a whole lot to say. <laughs> I could go into the deep dive about Sid Meier's and all the stuff about him or each game individually. But the newest one, 6, is a great game. If you can find it somewhere, put it out there. I don't. Mm. I, I, get, I will add the Switch version to our affiliate link description, I guess, if you want to buy that. There's a lot of DLCs out for it. You get different empires, different play modes, and it's multiplayer. What would be the fun of that if it wasn't? And 
just as a like little friendly challenge to any of our listeners out there, uh, again, you know, like we say in most of our episodes that we like to hear feedback from y'all, uh, how about this? Uh, if any of y'all uh, have any like particular challenges that you'd like maybe like to put out there for Civ or... Maybe if there's any uh, special runs that you've done yourself and like maybe would like to put out there, uh, I'd like to hear about it. I can't get enough Civ stuff, to be perfectly honest with you. I love it. It's not too complicated to get into. There's a lot of different builds you can do. Because just because you have a empire that you start off with doesn't mean that you have to stick with it. You build it from there. Mm. You might have some extra perks because of the one you pick, but that's all. It's completely customizable how you raise your country. You could have a horrible, somebody with a bad reputation for colonizing and just make them the most friendly people in the world. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know. Our Twitter is Gruesome Gaming G. Feel free to send us a tweet. I guess Elon named it X now, so you can send us a Zeet. A Zeet? That's what they call them, Zeets. Okay. And that's what they call them, not what we call them, what they call them. I guess uh, more power to Elon. Yeah, I do like the word. I don't think it'll catch on like tweet, though. Probably not. So, yeah, feel free to send us a zeet or tweet, however you want to call it. Or if you want to holler at us on TikTok, that's even, you know, like that's another thing, you know, like do a little clip maybe of showing us like a little concept of what you do with the game. You yeah. know, love to see it, love to hear it. We have the same tag on there, Gruesome Gaming G, because we have the Gruesome Gaming Network is what our podcasting network is called, just so mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> we have all kinds. Of, we have a YouTube channel, but we haven't got much on there yet. We are talking about adding more to it, as in like videos of us playing D&D or something, maybe. I've contemplated that and talked to Beth about it, and I don't think Dakota would have a problem with it, would you? Mm-mm. Speaking of D&D, I have another podcast of my sister, Beth. It's called Brother Knows Quest. It's a podcast where I bring a random tabletop role-playing game to my sister and tell her about it, usually about the setting and the characters you play as, not so much all the rules. And she tells me if she'd like to play it at the end. Eventually, we'll pick one of those and actually play it and put it on YouTube. Also, we have Horrific History and Hauntings that my sister does with me. Mm-hmm. She tells me about random spooky things, stories throughout history. Usually, it's a historical event that led to a haunting. With the re- most recent one, we have a guest on there talking about a uh, local haunted tunnel we had visit, or they visited. I never actually went. Yeah, definitely should check it out, guys. Uh, whether you're more into the tabletop scene or the kind of like dark and gloomy scene, listen, check them out, tell your friends, tell your family. Yeah, we'd really like that. Uh, leave reviews on anything you like. Mm-hmm. We have, I've never asked for them until her recently, and it occurred to me I should probably be asking people to review us. Even if it's bad, we can fix those problems. You can re-review us. Yeah, like we always like to hear comments, concerns, questions, you know, like we want to, like we're having fun with what we're doing, guys. Uh, it's kind of a hobby at the moment. If it picks up one day to where we can possibly, you know. Stick with it. Yeah, stick with it and do make a living. That'd be even better. But right now we're just trying to, have some fun, but we're also legitimately wanting to put out a, a good product out there for you guys. Yep. So, like, if there's anything we can do to tweak things to make it a little bit easier, maybe a little bit nicer or better to listen to, just please let us know. We're learning every day. Yes. <laughs> it's only been like a month. Anything of interest that we've talked about, I'll put the newer game in the description through an Amazon affiliate link. And also, I'll put the link to all of the podcasts down there. Dakota, thank you for listening to me. Chat on about civilization uh not a bit man like civ was a little bit more your scene so i was just kind of letting you go at it i'm happy to talk about it for a while i've been ramey and this has been dakota thank you for listening to leveling duo logging off logging off